It says in the Acts of the Apostles, well, first off, before I say anything, a thank you to our readers who read in Spanish, French, and German. Thank you. It's great to have such talent among us. Well, it says in the Acts of the Apostles that when the day of Pentecost had come, the disciples were all together in one place. And suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the whole room, the whole house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire rests on each of the disciples, and all of them are filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as gave them ability. They spoke in languages that they did not know. They most likely spoke Aramaic and maybe some Greek, but they were given the power to speak in languages they did not know, and the crowds outside gathered around and were bewildered because each of them heard them speaking in the native language of each. And amazed and astonished, they asked, are not these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? I've mentioned before that in college I took 19 hours of Spanish after completing two years of Spanish in high school. And I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> I can pick out words here and there. I could read fairly well, but you know, to be able to speak it fluently or just speak it generally, I can't say that I can. Uh, in seminary, I took two languages. We were required to take a six-week intensive course on New Testament Greek after our first year of seminary. And as an elective, I took a year of Biblical Hebrew. And since then, in the Greek New Testament, I can pick out words and phrases and to get the gist of what the Greek is saying because I'm familiar with the New Testament and, and some of those Greek words have made it into the English language. Uh, Hebrew, I can't say that I remember much of anything. I remember uh, Melech is king in Hebrew and Hine means lo, behold. So that's the extent of my Hebrew. Learning a language, a new language, is hard. Uh, we might be envious of the disciples, but on the day of Pentecost, they were given those powers to speak in languages they did not know. Without having to sit in a classroom, repeating after a teacher, without having to resort to memorizing letters and words on a flashcard, of using something like the Duolingo app, which you can download and use to learn another language, the disciples were given. They were given the power, the ability to do something beyond what they were previously able or capable of doing. The biblical scholar Luke Timothy Johnson says in his book, a wonderful short little book, it's called A Religious Experience in Early Christianity. Johnson says that the experience expressed in the New Testament involves the experience of power. They experienced it in Eucharist, in baptism, and speaking in tongues. And the language used to describe this experience of power is the language of the Holy Spirit. And Johnson says that this spirit is an active power and that it dwells in them, moves them, transforms them, gives them life. It is poured out upon them and it is poured into them. So the Holy Spirit is poured out upon the disciples beginning, beginning on that day of Pentecost. Now Pentecost was also known as the Festival of Weeks. And it was an agricultural festival that occurred 50 days after the Passover. And at Pentecost, devout Jews would have offered thanksgiving for God's bounty for the first grain harvest of the year and have traveled to Jerusalem to do that. 
And through the years, Pentecost also became the occasion to commemorate and remember the giving of the law to the Hebrew people at Mount Sinai, where God's presence was made known to them with dark clouds and peals of thunder. Now, on this day of Pentecost, in which the disciples are filled with the Spirit, it occurs after Jesus' ascension, and God's presence was made known with the sound of a rushing wind and tongues of fire. I was imagining it in our case like sounding like and feeling like the sound of the train as it comes by during services sometimes. Well, more than the giving of the law at Sinai, the context for understanding what happened to the disciples and the crowds at Pentecost is the story of the Tower of Babel. Everybody remember what happened at Babel? Uh, this story about humanity is found in Genesis uh, and it occurs after the time of Noah and the flood. And in Genesis it says that after the flood all the people of the spoke one language and they used the same words and as people migrated they all settled together on a plane. Not an airplane. Plane. They decided to build a great city on that plane and build a tower to make a name for themselves thinking that if they made a great name for themselves they would somehow stay together. They would somehow stay unified. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in heavens and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise we shall be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. But the Lord, as the story goes, came down and saw the city and the tower and didn't like what he saw. In that story, God says that humanity, because humanity speaks one language, they will be able to not just build this tower, they'll be able to accomplish many other things. And so God decided to confuse their language and scatter the people, leaving the city and the tower in ruin. Now this story is often interpreted as about human pride, of making a name for ourselves and building a tower that's all the way up to heaven. It's that, and it's also something else. It's also about human disobedience. At creation, or after creation, God created everything. He blessed it. And then after the flood, God blessed humanity and commanded it to be fruitful and multiply and fill the whole earth. But instead, humanity gathered on the plain and he built this great tower and this great city. And because they spoke the same language, they could accomplish this great feat. And so that God's will would be fulfilled, God, God's will of filling the whole earth, God confused their language and scattered them. Now at Pentecost, now on the day of Pentecost, God is bringing them all back. God is reuniting what had been divided, gathering those who had been scattered. The earth had been filled. God's will had been accomplished. The earth had been filled. And so listen to all those who are in Jerusalem for the festival. The Parthians... The Medes, the Elamites, the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, and Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and, and visitors from Rome, as well as Cretans and Arabs. And what that means is the whole known world was there in Jerusalem, or representatives of the whole known world. And they heard disciples speaking in their own languages. The variety of languages that resulted from humanity's disobedience was redeemed by God through the unifying power of the Holy Spirit, of God's will of blessing all people had come to fulfillment in Jesus' death and resurrection. And through the power of the Spirit, God was drawing all people to join this community of the redeemed. The people in the crowd did not have to give up 
their own language. They retained their own language, but they could still join this community. But that did not mean that they didn't have to learn a second language. And that doesn't mean that we don't learn a second or third language. Following in the way of Christ involves learning a new vocabulary. Here we learn a language of words and symbols and actions. We learn and practice a language of love and blessing, of sin, repentance, confession, and forgiveness, of hospitality, peace, and friendship. We learn and practice a language that takes the normal things that we do and turns into something new, like bathing becomes baptism, and a meal is transformed into Holy Communion with one another and with God. And through the great stories of the Bible, the rites of the Book of Common Prayer, and through the words of, of the hymns in our hymnal, we are granted a whole new vocabulary that gives shape and meaning to our lives. We've been given words of consolation in times of sorrow, and we've been given words of praise for occasions of celebration. And when our own words fail us, God has given us something to say and something to hear. So we are here today in the process of learning a second language, or maybe for some of us, a third language. And the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon us, and the Spirit dwells in us, moves in us, transforms us, and gives us life. It may not have happened with the, with the, with the rushing of wind or tongues of fire, but the Spirit, the same Spirit, has been given to us as it was to the disciples on that earlier day of Pentecost. And the same Spirit draws us into communion with them. It draws us into community with one another. It draws others into this community of faith where we learn the language of God's holy covenant, which includes, as I said, sin, repentance, forgiveness, grace, love, peace, friendship. For we are the signs of God's intention of blessing and unifying all people. Amen.